Okay, and you're live with Stephen and Amma from Entrepreneur's Handbook, and we're going to jump straight into threads, which is a huge topic in the like startup space right now. Everybody about tech is talking about threads, and what's incredible is that how quickly it's grown. So it's, I think Stephen just mentioned, it's got 100 million users already, so that makes it fast and open AI. So I wonder if now people are going to be doing all these threads and stuff on threads, sorry, all of these uh, posts on LinkedIn about how text is now the future, as much we've been seeing about AI and everybody's going to change their specialism on their profiles to, to Fred's expert. It's going to be interesting to see if it creates that same level of hype as OpenAI did, because one of the huge points about OpenAI was just how quickly their app grew, or ChatGPT, and now it's been demolished by Fred's. So you actually, you've got quite an optimistic view on threads considering normally you hate on all tech. Why is that? Yeah, um, well, I'm certainly impressed with how well it's rolled out. I mean, there's no denying that that is quite a Hail Mary for launching. There's not many of us that could wish to get that many users signed up so fast. impressed with the product itself so i think it's certainly launched oh sorry on you go ma so, so Stephen completely froze so i didn't hear any of what you just said oh sure <laughs> so you, you said you're impressed with the product what, what did you say you're impressed with i only had the product right at the end there i'm impressed with the launch of the product yeah i'm less impressed with the product itself yeah, that's what I was trying to say there. So I got Fred's on the second day. So Stephen was actually visiting London last week. So we met in person for the first time after working together for two years. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, downloaded the app, and it's obviously it's very quick to, to sign in, which is good. It's also very quick because you can just create your account using all your Instagram information, which is really easy. But on the actual app, it's basically just a less it's Twitter with a bunch of newbies who don't normally use Twitter, essentially, is how I'm looking at it. So when I'm looking at my feed, there's not that much engagement on posts. There's generally not too much of value for what I'm looking at. So I haven't really logged in since that much. Have you been on it more? Have you been using the app? Have you found value in it? No, I don't. I think until they add in the For You feed, I, I won't be logging back in at at the moment, it's basically algorithmically recommended posts, so very much like Instagram changed to, which obviously upset most of Instagram users when it went away from chronologically your following to like what Instagram thinks you should like. I think Facebook's newsfeed is much the same. Um, so yeah, they've obviously launched with that. I think maybe just because of systems, you know, they've already built the system for that. But I think until you can list and you know, uh, put either well either look at the for you feed or either put your followers into lists. I can't see the value in that because it's too hard to see the people you want, and then it's obviously interlaced with celebrities, influencers, people that you're not really interested in. Yeah, it's interesting because I think like what they've done as well. Say with Twitter, you can create your little bubbles, right? And I think it's going to take a little bit of time for people to work out what they're using threads for. So 
at the moment, maybe people are on this content creators, right? People are using it for business purposes. The same thing up with Clubhouse, all of that kind of stuff too. But the key thing is like, are the consumers going to use it? Are people just going to, like obviously all, all these people downloaded it. Are they downloading it because they want something from there? They, they're interested in the content or to just check it out. And it's that how many people stick around is going to be really interesting. Because you obviously had it with Clubhouse where a lot of people downloaded it. It was the future. And then it was very quickly not the future anymore. And with Fred's, if it's just simply it's easy to download because you're Instagram, it's everybody's talking about it. What's going to be interesting to see in the next couple of weeks is how many people, are, like what's the user retention? Are people staying on the app for the longer term? But even in the case of, let's say, even what they've got 100 million users, even if they say 10 million regular users, that's still better. Like most startups would kill for 10 million regular users. So it's just about adjusting what's the, the target here, right? And I think, I remember you were talking about something which from uh, Adam Mosseri, who when he came on a podcast, about what their thoughts are there, right? Well, I know Zuckerberg has said that they want to hit a billion users. They think they think that Twitter could have been the network to have had a billion users, but it missed out. Well, I say, obviously, Facebook already has a billion users, but I mean, it's this sort of tech text-based community app um, and I think Instagram is something like one and a half billion users or something along those lines so they only need a small fraction of their, their audience to come across and it will already be bigger than Twitter on a user count base um, but yeah I think Adam Mazzeri who is head of I should know this one, but it's maybe just head of Instagram uh, uh, something along those lines. He um, admitted they are expecting a huge drop-off in users and they're not actually sure how retentive this will be. And I think one of the big problems is that they are lacking lots of features and it's possibly like a little race against time, you know, whether they can add them in before the users leave. There's no hashtags, there's no DMs, there's no searchability. Uh, uh, yes, please. I'm recording. There's no... <laughs> this is a good episode for technical glitches. <laughs> but yeah, I believe that might yeah. be one of the bigger problems because people are, will expect, at the very minimum, they expect these things now. And I'm sure I read on part of that interview that he's admitted this will take them time to add those features in. Yeah. So I don't know how long the runway is for them, but you know, if they can wait two months, six months, or if these features need to start turning up immediately. Yeah. I guess it's even the thing though, right? Like let's say we look at Twitter, right? Before Elon Musk took over, because a lot of this, if you think about them launching, they did is trying to take advantage of Elon Musk turning off a lot of Twitter users, right? Even Twitter, before Elon Musk took over, it had, what, 300 million users? About three to 400 million users, right? So it's interesting that they think that these people, are, so a billion people want to join Twitter, equivalent of Twitter, when a billion people didn't join the original Twitter before Elon Musk. So that's, that's my interesting thing of, like, Twitter's existed for the past 20 years and so many people haven't bothered to make accounts. What makes what makes the confidence value of like, yeah, people are going to want to talk on threads instead when they didn't bother before. Yeah. 
That's a really interesting point. Never thought about it like that because you're right. They're basically offering the same product, but almost like we've had the test case that they hit a ceiling quite quickly. Twitter around, yeah. So I think I read somewhere that some advertisers think there's half a half a billion monetizable users on Twitter, but I think they've. I think Elon Musk last year tweeted it was somewhere like two hundred and something billion users they could monetize. So. Maybe it does land somewhere in the middle, but I do agree with you. And I think Meta forgets that Meta has quite the track record, especially in privacy and content moderation. And I think people have been very quick to forget this as they've jumped across. And I think they will enjoy a little honeymoon period, but I wonder once... You know they have to start dealing with uh, hate speech. You know any racial, any racial posts or political leaning posts, left or right. And I wonder where they'll start to fall on that on that bit. And then then that's them dealing with the same problems that Twitter's had to deal with for its entire existence. Yeah, and never had a good answer for. Yeah, it's an interesting thing of like they they're tied in with the other apps, which obviously is makes you grow faster. But did Instagram users, why didn't Instagram users go to Twitter? It's not like, again, like Twitter existed before Elon Musk. So it's, yeah, it's like, again, if you think, okay, you can bring across your friends across from like Instagram, so it makes things quicker. But is it really that difficult for most people to just go and follow your other friends, join Twitter? Joining Twitter isn't particularly hard either, right? What do you do? You put in your name, you put your email address, You've got an account. You put you plug in your like um, email box or your phone number, and then you can see all of the people who follow you there. So it's it's making things easier, but maybe we're getting people are getting a bit too overexcited about the potential of it because people like there's lots of people who had Twitter accounts and get bored of it. I, I, it's what what's a compelling reason for people to suddenly want to do threads? other than the initial hype of people wanting to be on a new platform and grow a following. And obviously most people don't care about growing a following. We're in that niche, right, of people who are content creators. And yes, some people are going to, some people will do very well on threads and grow an audience, but how can they get it off threads as quickly as possible? It's the same thing with Clubhouse, right? It's great to have an audience on Clubhouse, but you need to get them onto LinkedIn or another platform that's stable that you know is going to be there for the long term. And I'm still very bullish on LinkedIn. I'd say LinkedIn, most people listening, that's the platform that we should be focusing on because LinkedIn has a different purpose because it's more professional. People aren't going to get off LinkedIn anytime soon, I think, whereas the other platforms are a bit more easy to take away, whereas the people on LinkedIn, it's harder for them to get them onto other platforms, I'd say. Yeah, we could jump back to moving in a second because obviously they've they've spoken about basing it on a blockchain kind of protocol that allows you to move uh, audiences. Yeah. But I'm not an Instagram user, so I was going to ask you, as someone who does dabble in it, do you see crossover in your audience that you could use threads and you know video, or do you see that you've built an audience on Instagram that would expect? That you know that won't appreciate or engage with it, a written content. I, I think it's always been the case of say Twitter versus Instagram. 
is that you generally expect a higher proportion of your audience to engage on link on Instagram as opposed to Twitter. Like on Twitter, most tweets, for example, might not have any reactions at all. Whereas in LinkedIn, like I generally expect, so let's say at least like 5% of my followers to like pretty much every post I do, right? Whereas on Twitter, you can have a lot of posts which are just complete duds where nobody even sees it and nobody reacts. Yeah, and that's a kind of a difference in the way that like I'd say I see between Twitter and Instagram at the moment. And on threads, I'm seeing the same thing. Like people have, you see people posting on threads and not getting any engagement at all, which wouldn't really happen on LinkedIn, on um, Instagram. And I think part of that is to do with the face, right? Is that if you're posting a picture of yourself, generally somebody will like it. When you're posting text-based content, people are more likely to just scroll and carry on passing by, right? Because it's not as much of a human connection there. So I think yeah. I probably brought over a couple hundred people when I signed up. There's probably more people on threads now than when I signed up to the app. So it's probably more that I could bring across. But I haven't looked into it yet. So it's good for that reason. But at the same time, those people that follow me, are they following me because they care about what I'm right about on threads? I don't know. And it's hard. You, you can only tell from just experimentation. And I, I generally tend towards letting other people experiment and then me copying once they've got the rule book or I see what people are doing well, rather than me trying to invent the rule myself. Right, sure. Wait till someone comes up with the threads playbook and then copy it. Yeah. No, it is, it is a really interesting dynamic. I mean, you think of the most sort of common Instagram groups, maybe travel bloggers, f- food bloggers, obviously celebrities. Mm-hmm. If you follow someone for that content, which is all visual. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure where you branch off to on, on threads. Because you, you can do the same. You can, it's like, you know how people can post Instagram carousels onto Twitter and onto LinkedIn. You could do the exact same thing. Where you post on Instagram and then you post that same image or video onto threads. But again, what's the point? Like if those people are following you on both platforms, what's the real benefit there? You just get maybe a bit more chance for them to see it. But is it worth the effort? Especially for people. If, for example, you've got a virtual assistant, you've got somebody helping you, it's no like it's fine, right? They're just posting it for you. If you're beginning and starting out, is it worth your attention or not? I'm not sure yet. I haven't seen anybody anything to suggest just yet that people are getting massive engagement and really taking off. Most of the posts to me seem like clickbait in terms of, oh, if you're a content creator, then comment here and then I'll follow you back. And it's that kind of follow for follow mentality. And it's whether or not people can really drive true brands. They didn't already have brands in other places. And at the moment, the algorithm, like you said, it doesn't seem geared towards like how TikTok is, where people go from zero to a million followers very quickly. It seems more geared towards that mix of celebrity, people you follow, that kind of style of thing. Yeah, you touched on something really interesting there. I believe that was the first test they made was to just try and incorporate threads directly into Instagram. Hmm. So somehow make Instagram be image-based but also have the thread option. And what you just said there is almost that people might start using it the other way by putting their images back into threads, which you maybe think that's almost what Meta doesn't want from the platform. Yes. They've they've sort of said they've already demoed that and clearly haven't ran with it. Yeah, I think it's just a case of it's 
if they include threads in Instagram, it's just does that become overly complicated? And part of part of the reason why TikTok did so well is because it's so simple. You go there for video content, you see video content. If you've got a mix of text-based, like different styles of threads and posts and different things in Instagram, it's like the whole problem with Reddit, right? Reddit is terrible to use on your phone. That's why they have all these other apps. And if Instagram overcomplicates things, they could then get rid of a big reason why people use the app in the first place. It's not hard to see happening though, right? If sort of adoption does slow down and then you can imagine they've put several billions of resources possibly into it. So yeah. I can't imagine threads would ever close. And I know that they've done a sneaky thing where you can't actually cancel your threads account now without deleting your Instagram account at the moment. Yeah. So they're also going to have an, a user base on threads, whether they want to be there or not. So I wonder if the future is some kind of everything app. Because what I've just done, I've just muted all my notifications on threads. So I can have the app, but I'm not sure. seeing anything unless I actually go to the app, which isn't really happening very often. Yeah, so, yeah. No, I've got one follower who happens to be you. So unless you post something, uh, <laughs> I'll be going on there. And if I didn't get but one, like, then, on no, it's you ignoring me. <laughs> it's you. Yeah. I, I was going to bring up again that possibly one exciting feature, and maybe it involves sort of more apps coming on board. But it was, was this yeah protocol that it can. It's the same as Mastodon, so that I believe the idea is in future you can either cross-post between platforms, but also you can move your audience around platforms. So I think if you decide tomorrow that Threads is, well, I say tomorrow, you can't do it yet, but if Threads audience and move them to Mastodon, and I'm not sure what other platforms are on using the protocol, but... I do yeah. think there's something possibly in that, especially if all the platforms came on board. But I think this is where the same problem we get run into, right? Of it's great to be decentralized, but only if that audience is hyper niched in each area. Whereas most of us probably use Instagram differently to how we use LinkedIn or Twitter. So if you bring that audience to another platform and people are on that platform for a different reason for where you built the audience, then it might not really work. And that's a challenge of, I think that's a challenge of trying to make social media like email, right? Email is a platform where you you have one, e- well, I guess I have multiple email addresses for different things, but most the average person will have one email address and all the emails will come into one place and they'll just have whatever they're interested in there. And with social media, people might use TikTok to like have dance videos and to have like silly videos. And they use LinkedIn for serious posts. And you don't really want to mix those audiences sometimes. And by doing that, you can kind of corrupt your audience. And it's just, I see that as a difficulty of how do you port your audiences across to different platforms when maybe those audiences don't care about the other stuff you're doing? And it's a challenge, right? Because if it's a protocol where you post to one protocol and that will go on like any, you can use multiple different platforms to view that. Then it's, yeah, it it becomes a bit, how do you, I think it's tagging it, categorizing your content becomes really important. 
and only certain categories of content come to certain platforms and things like that. So it's interesting to see what happens with it, but I feel like it might be quite a complicated solution in the future to see whether or not it actually works. I wonder if perhaps there's benefit in maybe posting. So say you can bring your thread post onto Instagram, but as a way to sort of direct some of your Instagram following across the threads. So like you say, you keep multiple followings, but every so often you sort of bring in a post from another platform to sort of say like, hey, I also do this. And then only who's interested goes across to the platform. Yeah, we're also analysing here, like whether or not what the future is for threads, but it's also got to appreciate the masterclass of how they launched in the first place, right? And getting to 100 million users as quickly as they did, using their network, using the anger at Elon Musk and Twitter, and rolling out the way they did, like not a perfect project to really capitalise on that. So in terms of like the lessons people take from that, like if you're going to launch a product, that's perfect, right? Like. If you've got a dormant, like if you've got a a competitor who's very outspoken and does, and you know they're going to make a change, it's going to be really unpopular soon. It's the perfect time to launch, even if your product's not quite ready yet, which is a big risk. But I think it's paying off for them, right? Oh, for sure. Though I think it does help when you're basically following a sort of tried and tested format, right? Maybe harder to do if you're launching like a brand new product or service type into the market and you launch it underfinished perhaps that's even bigger a risk yeah but it's, it's very interesting to see like how they've taken the chat gpt crown so quickly and there was so much hype around there still is so much hype around chat gpt and i guess maybe this will make some people kind of wet, like measure their exuberance in some ways about what's going to be the next app that could take that crown? Because I think people thought that ChatGPT was going to hold that crown for a very long time. And it's not been long at all, right? Six months? Yeah, yeah, not even. Any predictions on what on what that could be? I know Elon Musk keeps talking about like an X app, which is like a basic everything app. So like they somehow bring payments into Twitter. So it's a, I think it's a wee bit more like a... Is it Weibo they use in China? Yeah. That might be incorrect. But it's like a WhatsApp, but you can pay, you can book. I think you can sort of like yeah. use services like Uber through it. But I feel like um, it's interesting you said a WhatsApp because isn't that WhatsApp and Facebook Messenger already kind of doing that? But I don't use those features on there. I don't know if you do. Like it's, I think they're already trying to be, I think especially Facebook Messenger is trying to be like that already. But I don't know how much people are actually using it for that purpose I have no idea I didn't know that actually um, I tried to stay away from meta products I was very disappointed I had to sign up for an Instagram account just to try <laughs> just to try threads for a little bit um, but I suppose hat on the line then have have they built a Twitter killer or do these platforms sort of coexist with slightly different sort of tangents and audiences Hmm. I think that coexists, but it's going to be very interesting to hear from the audience about people who on Twitter, are they moving to threads? Because at the moment I'm seeing mainly people who aren't really on Twitter going to threads. So that would be an interesting thing. Is it going to be like a, is it going to be a, a Twitter for the people who are scared of Twitter essentially, or aren't comfortable with Twitter's general conversation? 
So are they going to coexist? And if they both coexist, I think everybody loses in a way, right? Both of them lose because they, neither of them have an audience that's big enough to truly monetize how much they're investing. So that would be interesting because it's kind of a winner-take-all all kind of market, right? You've got two people, two players in there. If neither of them have enough audience, then they're both failing products. I guess it depends what, what is, um, I think you touched it here, what is like an acceptable audience level? I think it's pretty clear that Threads is going to overtake Twitter, possibly even in the next few weeks. Yeah. Whether they hit a billion users, who knows? That's quite a percentage of the Instagram audience coming across. So, um, But yeah, I think you're right. I don't think it helps anyone. And then I think it causes them to... So what I was writing last week was I think that Twitter won't be killed by threads, but the way that Elon Musk reacts to threads might kill Twitter. Like what... Mm sort of rash changes are then coming as he tries to recapture some of that audience or tries to further differentiate from threads. Well, I guess what the other point is, is interesting is that it could actually be really good for users, right? Because before Elon Musk could make these different decisions, thinking it doesn't, people haven't really got a good alternative. Now, if they've got a good alternative, it's going to have to listen to users a lot more carefully in order for the product to survive. Well, that, that's what you'd expect a rational business leader to do, right? Yeah, yeah, does it. That doesn't sound like Mr. Musk, no. Yeah, but if both of them are now competing really heavily for users, that should, in theory, mean that we're the winners, right? Because they're going to have to make better products for us in order to get us to use their apps. So maybe we're the we're winners here. Maybe it's neither Fred's nor Twitter, but the user, which would be a nice change. That sounds that sounds far too optimistic for me. <laughs> but is there is there anything else you want to cover, or we can wrap this episode up? Yeah, let's wrap up the thread centric episode, and we'll keep an eye on how it unfolds over the next few weeks and months. All right, take care, everyone. <laughs>